Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Praise the Lord. It's great to be back with you. Here we are. We're stolen Psalm 106, Stephanie Wesco. And I don't know about you, but yesterday's podcast, that was tough, man, seeing these people worship molten images and uh, follow people that get swallowed up into the earth and get burned up. We, we, Our God is a jealous God. Our God, you know, there's only so far we can push God. Our God is not mocked. And uh, But anyway, with us, that all being said, how's things going for you today? Well, Doug, you know, I'm doing, I'm doing well. Um, I'm enjoying the beautiful weather the Lord's giving us. And um, you know how much I love flowers. I do wish it would rain so that I didn't have to water them every day. But I'm loving watching all of the colors come out and the lilies, you know, getting ready to bloom, hopefully in the next month. I I hope I don't miss them. I hope they don't all bloom while I'm, um, you know, gone, gone down at your your, um, neck of the woods, but it's, you know what, God's good, and I'm thankful for that. He's the lily of the valley. I don't, I guess I have a little little lily of the valley, but. I like those lily of the valleys. I like lilies, though, too. He's the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star. Okay, so we are. (laughs) Are you laughing at my singing? Not. I knew you would think that though, and that made me laugh. <laughs> I'm sitting here going. I, I, I don't. You know, folks. I got to be clear with you Doug on this whole singing thing. That I'm laughing at him, and I wasn't it, just thinking got, about I, you. I got to. You know, I'm ordered by the Lord God Almighty, the Creator of all the earth, to make a joyful noise. <laughs> That's my order. Does not make a good noise. <laughs> I don't sing well. Okay, I admit it. You know. <laughs> You don't sing that bad, I mean, or wow. worse. I mean, here we go. We keep going with the things that are wrong with me, you know. <laughs> hey, I just said you don't sing that bad. I said I've heard way worse. You know, we, we get to the point where, you know, Rhonda's beef is better than my spaghetti and meatballs. You know? I did not say that. I protest. That's, a, that, that's okay. That's all. Uh, you know, I I take it. I take it. It's uh. You Just know, that you let me do the favorite food for today. Well, it's your day to do everything. So, oh, good. Oh. Yeah, okay. So you might be a knucklehead if. You might be a knucklehead. Wow. Didn't think so. You might be a knucklehead if you don't prepare ahead and you're not ready later to be ready for something. You see um, what? Now, I'm not picking on you. I'm not laughing at you. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a substitute. You might be a knucklehead if you worship something other than God. Oh, you might be a fool. My favorite food or food that's right with God. Okay. Well, since you are so convinced that I'm anti-Doug cooking today, just to prove you wrong, uh, my favorite food for the day is Doug's Italian bread. 
you know, it's probably the best bread I've ever had in my life. I'm thanking you for recognizing that, even though I had to go out there and almost beg for that type of recognition. I am thankful that I got it. Yeah. My Italian bread recipe, it will be any Italian recipe you've ever, you know what? I'm going to put it out there. I'm just going to, I'm just going to put my Italian bread recipe out there. That's the kind of guy I am. That is very knightly of you. Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, so my Italian, now I got to warn you. All right. Those of you who've been eating bread maker bread or store bread, once you eat my Italian bread, it's going to change your life. It's not pride speaking. It's just God allowed somebody to share a recipe with me and I kept tweaking it my whole life. And finally, finally, about 10, 12, I don't remember, 15 years ago, boom, maybe 20 years ago. I don't know. Boom. Perfect Italian bread. I thank God for that. And, and I just made cloves last weekend and can attest, no, beginning of this week. <laughs> um, it's good stuff. And everybody was talking about how good the bread was. Well, listen, you know, um, I'm just thankful that Rhonda didn't bring bread. You know, otherwise I might not have this moment uh, in the sun right now. So I'm glad I got that out of the <laughs> I'm glad I got this out of the way. <clears throat> good thing, it's a good thing I can't give you a look right now. Because, yeah, mm. be the southern stink eye. But here we are. <laughs> we're in some, we're, we're coming out of this. You know, they worshiped Stephanie. They worshiped a cow that ate grass. So yeah. they made a molten image of a cow that ate grass. And, you know, for years I've dealt with these issues and looking up things. Why a cow? Are they worshiping a cow because it gave them prime rib? I mean, how can you take the God of all creation? and replace him with a molten image of a cow that eats grass. So we continue on, and, and you know, this, this disobedience, uh, this, this different stuff that's going on, you know, they're, it's, it, they're failing God is what they're doing here. And look what it says here in verse number 24. So we're in Psalm 106, starting in 24. Yea, they despise the pleasant land. They believe not his word but murmured in their tents and hearkened not unto the voice of the Lord. Therefore, he lifted up his hand against them to overthrow them in the wilderness, to overthrow their seed also among nations, to scatter them in the lands. They joined themselves all unto, uh, look at this, and this is another terrible place to be, Baal Peor. Peor. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, and ate the sacrifices of the dead. Thus they provoked him to anger with their inventions, and their plague break in upon them. And mm. the plague did. Then stood up Fincus <laughs> and executed judgment. <laughs> I read that a minute ago perfectly quick. Fincus and executed judgment, and so the plague was stayed. And that was counted unto him for righteousness unto all generations for everyone. They hangered him also at the waters of strife so that it went ill with Moses for their sakes because they provoked his spirit so that he spake unadvisedly with his lips. Wow. They still continue on to be knuckleheads. And our theory, Stephanie, that 50% of the entire world are knuckleheads that are idiots continues on and a bunch of them lived in Israel and were Israelites back in the day the chosen those people 
Those people covered by Abraham's covenant. We're covered by Abraham's covenant. And uh, what are you thinking as we read through those verses? Well, I think, first of all, that Phineas is up in heaven having a good laugh right now. But besides that... I missed E, Phineas. Yeah. Yeah, that's all right. But that's okay. Um, It made me smile. No, I I think it's... um, it's kind of scary in verse 24 when it says they despised the pleasant land. Literally, they despised God's promise. They disguised, they despised what God was giving them as a good gift. And it's just a sense in which they were, they weren't reprobate, but they were acting, their hearts were so hardened to God. And um, they provoked him to wrath. They provoked him to anger and, that's scary. That's a very scary place to be. Um, and I, I guess it just makes me take a step back. And again, when I read through Psalms like this, they make me tremble um, and make me, I guess, go to the Lord in prayer and say, God, would you please, would you keep my heart tender? Lord, I never want to provoke you to wrath. I never want to drive you to being so angry with me that the best way to deal with me is just to kill me. Um, mm. they, I think it, it just, it drives you. I don't know. For me, it, that's where it puts me is just a, a very serious wanting to walk humbly before my God and be pleasing to him and honoring to him and obedient to him. But the other thing that stood out to me in this passage was verse 30. Then stood up Phineas and executed judgment. And if you go back and you look at the story, um, you can tell me if I'm wrong here, but I'm pretty sure this is when they had gotten involved in immorality with the Moabites. And um, this this came after Balaam and Balaam, how Balaam had counseled as a as a prophet of God that was wicked himself in a sense. Um, at when he when he counseled the king of Moab how they could destroy Israel and it was through mixture, and um, so you had all of this this immorality going on that was serious. God took it very seriously and he sent a plague out. And Phineas caught I can't remember who it was, but going into his tent with a Moabite woman, and if I remember the story right, he took a sword in and shoved it through both of them, mm. both. And that is what stopped the plague. The plague would not stop until someone stood up and said, enough is enough. This is wrong. And I'm challenged by that because I understand we live in, we live in a day of grace. We don't live in the day where we go through and stab someone. That's, that's in God's court. And God's given us a judicial system. And, we're, and you know, I understand all of that. But are we willing to stand up and say enough is enough? This is wrong. Because until you do that, God may judge a church till someone stands up. God may remove his hand of blessing and working from a church until someone stands up and says enough is enough. This sin is wrong. And um, that you may mean it may mean separation today in the church age. It may mean you say enough is enough and you leave. You separate from the sin. But are you willing to stand up 
and make a difference. Finney has made a difference that hundreds of years later is mentioned here in Psalms because that's how big of a difference that one hard decision. I, I guarantee you Phineas was a godly man. He didn't really enjoy killing two people. But that's what, in that, where they were in that age, that's what God used to stop that plague of, of sin and immorality and, and just destruction that was going on in, among the nation and are we willing to stand up and say enough is enough? This is sin and we will not go along with it. It is not okay. Yeah. And I'm challenged. I'm challenged by this, you know, and, and when I think of what Phineas did, um, Charles was a man like that and he paid dearly in his case. Um, he paid dearly for taking that stand, but he stood righteous before God. And though it did not stop a plague of sin in the realm where he stood up to it, it stopped that plague of sin in our family and it turned our family around in many ways that desperately needed turned around. And because he was willing to do that, but was willing to come, you know, head to head was willing to, um, you know, butt heads over sin and was willing to stand up to and confront it. Our marriage was, was salvaged in many ways from, from becoming a shell, becoming dead on the inside and a, and a great shell on the outside because he was willing to stand up and say, this is not okay. It made a difference. And God calls on all of us at different times to be courageous and to stand up like Phineas and make a difference in our homes, in our churches, whatever. In government, if, if, you know, if, if you're a government leader, you have to be willing to stand up and say, no, this is wrong and make a difference. You know, I, I don't like politics. Being a politician and just wanting to make everybody happy, that doesn't work unless you have absolutely no spine. Stand up. Be a man. Be a woman who is full of courage, who looks to these examples of scripture of men and women who made a difference because they were willing to stand. Yeah, and, there, and there's just so much about what you're saying and so much that's going on here that pertains even today. And, and, and I mean, here we are. You know, there's decisions made in here that will cost them forever. You know, we're dealing with this Baal PR. And, uh, you know, we remember that Baal was a, a prophet that was, was there to curse the nation of Israel and steal their blessings and mess them up. We read about them in First Kings and all this. And they're, you know, so basically what's going on, there's two, there's a bunch of big mistakes that happen in the scripture we read today. They get right to the border of the promised land and stop. And they're all messed up because of their disobedience. They didn't get to go into promised land. You know, everybody that was over 20 years old died there. And Moses yeah. got proud. You know, Moses got out there and took credit for himself that God should have had. And Moses never got to go into the promised land. And you know what, folks? You know, a lot of us are living in captivity. We need to get saved and get right. And we need to live a life where we allowed God to let us into the promised land. Because everybody under 20 got popped here, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, the carnality with these guys. And, you know, Moses was proud and he was angry and he, he took stuff that belonged to God. It's all right to have righteous indignation, but it's not all right to steal credit for yourself. And here's this group of people that have been wandering around who've been all messed up and they're standing on the border of the promised land and they never get in, Stephanie. They don't get in. 
And then you're describing that Charles had to make a decision, and I know we don't have to get into what the decision was, but you have to make tough decisions sometimes. Sometimes you have to leave people behind that mess you up. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. (laughs) And that's what's going on here, you know, and, and what God had to do out there is he had to clean this stuff up. And the only way you could clean this stuff up is get, get rid of these older folks that are bringing bad juju forever and ever and uh, not doing things right. He had to get rid of them. Mm. And, yeah. and they didn't live. They got out of there. And, and so we can never underestimate what sin, what doing the wrong thing, what being in the wrong place. We can never underestimate what that can do to a ministry or what that does to people or how that hurts people. I mean, we can never underestimate that. Yeah. And, and that's what's going on. This is terrible stuff. And so folks, how does that pertain to you in 2021? You better be standing on the promises of God and trusting it and not looking for some golden cow, not looking for something to worship, not looking for, you know, it doesn't matter what our trauma is. It doesn't matter what we're going through. It doesn't matter what juju looks like in our life. We still have a responsibility to trust God. Yeah. And, well, and <clears throat> yeah. I think remember the difference. Um, if you look at verse 31, it says, and that was counted unto him for righteousness until generations forevermore. In other words, this is something that will never be forgotten. What Phineas did and the difference he made. And whether you're making a stand or whoever. You're breaking up. This is weird. This is the first time you've broken up in a long time, but you're breaking up, Stephanie. Oh, no. Well, you said you sounded better when you said, oh, no, but you were breaking up. And, and folks, by the magic of a podcast machine, we've been bringing Stephanie in by phone, but the the phone carrier out where she lives has a real rough time. And uh, <laughs> and the Internet is even is even Worse. goofier. Yeah. yeah. So we've been we've been coming through by phone, but. I think what you were just saying is it's, you said something like it's worse than that, and you started talking, and then we lost you. Well, what I was saying was what Phineas did, God says here, would be remembered for right, as righteousness, counted to him for righteousness forever. Mm. And that, to put it in our terms, when you take a stand, when you choose to lay up treasures in heaven by standing for God, by serving him, maybe when no one else is willing to have the courage to do what needs to be done, you know, when you choose to be that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, God is watching. Yeah. And he's counting that, not because of your righteousness. We, we know it's because of Christ in us, the hope of glory. But are you willing, are you willing to take, be courageous, even if you don't see the results right away, it, it you know, positive results. Are you willing to take a stand to be courageous and do the right thing because that's what God wants you to do. Yeah. And I think right at this point, we need to stand on the promises of God. Do you have that chorus or a verse down to, uh, to memory on standing? Standing Yeah. I'll pull it up. Okay. Uh, I know we can at least do the chorus. I don't know if it's public domain or not, but standing on the promises of God. It, It is public. It is public. I just found it. Okay. All right. So you can do the first verse if you'd like. All right. Standing on the promises of Christ, my King, through eternal ages, let his praises ring. Glory in the highest, I will shout and sing. 
standing on the promises of God. Standing, standing, standing on the promises of God, my Savior. Standing, standing, I'm standing on the promises of God. Folks, here we are. We got a decision to make. We got our choice to make. Are we going to stand on the promises of God? Are we going to trust God? Are we going to follow God? That's what this is all about. Hey, listen, we really love you folks and uh, would love to talk to you. If there's something we can help you with, contact us. Go out to Facebook on Help for Wounded Spirits. And uh, listen, you keep praying for us. We'll keep praying for you. And stay away from that golden calf. Stay away from those images. Stay away from pride. Worship God. Stand on those promises. I love that song. Thank you, Stephanie. Hey, everybody out there, have a good weekend. We'll talk to you real soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.